0: For Arizona Public Media, I'm Tim Swindle, director of the University of Arizona's Lunar and Planetary Laboratory, and this is Arizona Science. Joining me today is Mike Warby, the head of the University of Arizona's Department of Ecology and Evolutionary Biology. Welcome back, Mike. Good to be back, Tim. You study the genetics of the coronavirus responsible for COVID-19, and we've been periodically checking in with you to find out what we know about the virus. There are several things I've heard that relate to the genetics, and I was wondering if you could weigh in on some of these. For instance, there are periodically stories that come out that there is a new mutation of the virus that is more contagious or that causes a more serious disease. Do we have any evidence yet of new strains that are behaving differently?
1: Like all RNA viruses, this new coronavirus does mutate. It doesn't mutate as quickly as HIV or influenza. It's got a genome of about 30,000 nucleotides, and on average, we're seeing two changes per month to the the genome. And if you collect all of the genomes across the world, and we've done a pretty good job, we have tens of thousands of genomes now from labs like mine and other labs around the world that are generating these, these genomes. There are thousands and thousands of different mutations that have arisen since this first started transmitting, but most of them are functionally uh, unimportant and antigenically unimportant.
0: One of the other underlying stories is the hunt for a vaccine. Does the mutation rate of the virus, is that slow enough that we still have a window of opportunity for creating a vaccine for a single vaccine will be effective against the range of the virus that's out there?
1: Yeah, it's still very hopeful that that a vaccine uh, made with, you know, all of the candidate vaccines are pretty much made with the very first genome that colleagues of mine published back on January 10th. And that's actually different than most variants. Uh,
0: What else do we know now that we didn't know three or four months ago about the virus? It's become quite
1: clear that something called aerosol transmission is important for this virus. There's two kinds of small particles that can come out of your mouth when you talk or sing or sneeze or cough. Uh, one is a droplet, which sounds big, but it's still so small that you can hardly see it. But it's big enough that gravity pulls it to the ground, usually within six feet. But then there's aerosol transmission, which is a, a particle that's so small that it floats in the air, kind of like cigarette smoke. You you know you can go into a room an hour after someone has smoked and you can still smell that because those very, very small particles are floating in the, in the room. The same thing seems to be happening with this virus. Even if you're distancing, if you're inside a room with someone and you're six feet apart or 10 feet apart, actually there's still a possibility of transmission. And it also means that a single person can infect a whole bunch of people. If people aren't wearing masks, and the person who has the virus doesn't know that they're sick, but is spewing out these aerosolized viruses, they can infect not just one or two people in close proximity to them, but 20 or 50 or 100 people. And so that's the other big thing that we've learned. So one, aerosol transmission can, can happen. And two, there are super spreader events where one person can infect 20 people if you look actually uh, across say 10 people what you're seeing is nine of those people won't infect anyone at all during the period when they're infectious but the 10th might infect 20 people and again this means that a lot of what's sustaining this epidemic is probably the unfortunate scenario where someone doesn't realize that wearing a mask is not so much about protecting themselves it's about protecting the people around them and that person then goes into uh, an area where other people are crowded like a like a hardware store or something something like that and you can you can get one of these big transmission events that infect a whole bunch of people we really need to emphasize that choosing not to wear a mask is not really an indication that you're brave it's an indication that you don't understand what you might be doing
0: to the people around you. Well, thanks for talking with us, Mike. My pleasure. This is Tim Smittle, and this has been Arizona Science. You can also listen to this and other Arizona Science segments by going to the Arizona Public Media website at azpm.org.